Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Meet the Movie Press. Roundtable movie news and commentary from the industry's premier film journalists. Good morning, everyone on the Popcorn Talk Network. Good morning. It's Jeff Snyder here from The Wrap, and you are meeting the movie press. Today we have El Mayimbe, Umberto Gonzalez, in the studio. What's poppin', uh, poppin'? kids? (laughs) That's such a great intro. I need something like that with a little personality. I'll think of something for you. What's poppin'? Uh, We got plenty of stuff popping, even though it was the week after the Oscars, which I feel like is typically a little slow in the biz. Yeah. Unless Oscar winners are looking to capitalize super quick. Not for superhero They normally take a little time. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't know. There were drips and drabs. That EW magazine uh, with all those details from the movie yesterday well, fed a bunch of blogs, including ours. Yeah, yeah. no, the, we all just you know get traffic from uh, EW cover stories. So yeah, thank you. Um, you know, we had the Oscars this weekend. Yeah, did you? What do you? What do you do for the Oscars? Uh, I tend to go to viewing parties and stuff. Um, Official it, viewing parties. You're not just like going to a buddy's and eating nachos. But this time around, I wasn't. I was tired from like the night before. I mm-hmm. wasn't in the mood for any. We're dressing up or anything. So I went it was to my a boys. Big house. Saturday night for Umberto. <laughs> yes, it was. So I felt like, oh, let me just chill with my boy. I went to his house in Marina del Rey. He's got like a 70 inch TV. We just chilled and watched the Oscars and live blogged and stuff and. Uh, was waiting for you know sometimes there's superhero spots that come out that we might have to put up That's but true. it was a very low key Oscars you know so it's like my friend's actually getting considered to join the academy oh yeah he's okay. so and with diversity being the whole thing he's Puerto Rican sure so we were talking about that I wanted I wanted to see it with somebody who's in the midst of getting qualified to join the academy and with all and we wanted to see Chris Rock's. Uh, Oh, of course, everybody was looking forward to That's that. That's the one thing I was and, looking forward to, yeah. And how do you feel that he did? Considering the circumstances, you know, that, imagine the pressure. I think he did okay. I mean, his opening monologue was funny as hell, but uh, yeah, some of the bits were okay, like the the, the theater in Compton and stuff. But Compton, uh, but right? let's, let's get it straight. That Stacey Dash <laughs> joke fell flat. Oh That's my god, unanimous. that was, I was bizarre. Like, I, I didn't. I'm still trying to figure it why out. Why was Stacey Dash on the Oscars? Why is this happening? I know, right? I was like, okay, um, that's weird. Yeah, I I thought Chris Rock did okay. Again, like you said, given the circumstances, I wasn't blown away though. I thought it was too much, too heavy on the race. They were. It was yeah. like they overcompensated. You know, like yeah. they were just on the defensive. Uh, I don't think it was a good look, and I think that they they should have there should have been more bits and jokes about the movies that were nominated, the people that were nominated. So yeah, who, who they, I mean, they went back. They invited what's his name, Luke Casa Jr. All the winners, previous yeah. winners who happen to be black. You know, they're like <laughs> yeah, they sprinkle them throughout the shows. Like let's bring them all back. You uh-huh. know, show that we're we're inclusive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and then uh, I mean, Stallone upset by yeah. Mark Rylance, and then his brother went off. If you're like. It, 
if this happened to your brother, if you were Frank Stallone, would you get like that too? You'd be like, my brother should have won. No, I mean, I saw what Schwarzenegger did, which which was really sweet. He wished him on Instagram. You, that was you're the nice. true winner. You're the winner. <laughs> That's a you. good impression. You know, and then Stallone responded like a day or two later. It was cute, but uh, I saw Creed. I, I dug it. So I mean, I he, loved it, and he was good in it. But I don't know about a best supporting actor. They were you know? all good in it, that, and yeah. that's the thing. Um, obviously, Mark Rylance's work is very subtle, right? Uh, in in Bridge of Spies, uh, also terrific. I, I can see why Stallone. I thought I thought that they were going to give it to Stallone for like the moment. Just yeah, like he created this character and believed in it for forty years, and he trusted Ryan Coogler with this vision and let himself be vulnerable yeah, on screen by getting cancer. Um, and I just wanted to hear that Rocky music go on, and like the whole place gets to its feet. It would have been a great moment. I, I, I wish it had happened. Life but. imitates art. But in my opinion, the best supporting actor who wasn't even nominated was Benicio Del Toro in Sicario. Sicario. He was fucking great. I, he got yeah, I'm robbed with you on in that. that. Yeah, it's like, I'm with you. I thought he... Okay, that's him giving the award, and he didn't get nominated for nothing. I was like, whoa, okay. So the, that was a big upset. We uh, The Bond theme song won an Oscar. What did you think of that song? I'm more interested in the drama that happened afterwards with Sam Smith. He, oh, like, right. He pissed off a lot of people, and then uh, Dustin Lance Black put... It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline him on blast stop texting my ex i'm like whoa yeah it got it got really it got like whoa he got and he's like off twitter now for a little while he got all sensitive and yep, stuff taking a break taking, taking a, break. a break you know but um no i mean as far as bond themes though was are you were you a fan of that one no i i love what adele did with skyfall yeah that you was know, that's i have that on my on my phone absolutely so do i yeah bro that's i mean that's <laughs> the only adele song on my phone you know what? You're, you're right. It's probably the same. I'm the same way. It was a dope song, and then uh, so that's you know. But hey, they winning back to back Oscars for Bonson. I think it was. I don't understand. I mean, it wasn't that big of a hit, the Sam Smith song. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was surprised, but he did work the circuit really well. I mean, ah, that's he what was definitely. I mean, they both were. Lady Gaga was too. She was way more accessible than than usual. I mean, I know Diane Warren personally. Like, yes. I ran into her at the Martian screening. She's like a legend, bro. Sure, a legend. So I was rooting for her, and then when. When the perform when uh, Lady Gaga did the performance and stuff, and Diane's like all oh, like right, it was it was such a great moment. He, yeah. Exactly, you thought that they were going to reward that song, that didn't happen. That is uh, the greatest living songwriter of our day, man. Now, she's written blockbusters, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had uh, Alejandro Iñárritu, Iñárritu, uh, yeah, uh, going back to back, back to back. That was pretty cool. No, hey, look. As a Latin guy, I can't complain that Latin guys have won the Best Director Trophy uh, three, three years in a row. In a row. Yep. But uh, I, I, I said something like, I used to be a second, second AD, like in the 90s, in the late 90s. And one of my last, my last job was in April of 2000 for Alejandro. He did a Quaker State commercial with Adrian Hernandez. He came from, I mean, I was one of the only bilingual guys around in New York back then. So went to uh, Pennsylvania. 
saw how he works, his method, is probably a great guy, you know, and convinced and conversation I would have convinced me to leave, mm-hmm. and he kind of inspired me, but it's like, you know, 16 years later, seeing him win Oscars and doing his thing, like, he did, he was broke when he did that, because he put all his money into Amores Perros, and he was going to go to Cannes the Which next... Which is a great movie, yeah. I'm a big fan of I him, love that 21 movie. Grams, Babel, yeah. I, I really like all of his films. He kept talking about it, like he was going to Cannes, so he didn't know what was going on, and then, then you know, the rest is all history, he just... Yeah. yeah, it's pretty incredible. And then, of course, my beloved Spotlight won. Uh, you know, I did not. I thought I thought Spotlight was the clear best movie of the year. It was the top of my list, four stars. Um, when it was winning at other like uh, what critics? Nom- I mean, a bunch of critics nominated like other groups and stuff. I was like, okay, there might be an upset brewing there. Yeah. So I, I just I didn't have faith this year. I, I really thought that the Academy would fuck up and uh-huh. they'd give it to the Revenant. Um, that it would be difficult for Open Road to, to win its first, just like four and a half years into the, the uh-huh. birth of the company or whatever, um, since the birth of the company. And uh, they they came out on top. It was awesome. And I had been invited to um, to the spotlight party, okay? I get a text midway through the Oscars. Uh-huh. My date is canceled on me. Yo, She's next like, time I'm not feeling me. well. Uh, I was like, this is Oscar night and you're leaving me hanging? Fortunately, uh, it was You ever need a wingman, let me know, bro. I will, I will. Fortunately, <laughs> it wasn't that hard to find a replacement. Um, and so, yeah, we went to the spotlight party. I didn't see any of the, the stars. They, they were at the Vanity Fair party. Yeah, or the Governor's Ball or wherever. But, um, you know, they must have shown up after midnight. I, I went from like 9.45 to 11.45. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I stayed long enough to see the executives come in. Steve Golan, Tom Wartenberg with, their, mm-hmm. uh, with the Oscars and... Nicole Rockland uh, and and her producing partner came in and I got a photo with her and it was just like a, the end of a really long journey for at least me with this project since I had you know broken the fact that Tom McCarthy was directing yes. it with the Boston Globe I'd broken most of the cast uh, it's so. true like when you break certain massive scoops you feel big, you feel a connection right? like yeah. I broke that and then you see it. it's like a it's like a child almost you, you see the scoop that you fathered go off yeah. and do well and I've been writing about this movie for five years so that's awesome it, it was the end of a really uh, long long run and I was glad Spotlight came out on top and now we will move on to comic book movies. What? That's what's good. Um, so let's start with Batman vs Superman and the tracking. What are you hearing out there, big guy? Well, the tracking. I have access to tracking, so it came out yesterday. Is that it, like an app you have on your phone? <laughs> like I, uh, tracking numbers. Let's see here. No, no. I, I, I always. I, I'm kind of like okay. There are guys that look at tracking like a con. It's like it's like FanDuel. It's like it's a, way off. It's a contact sport out here. Guys that you know they go all into it uh-huh. and stuff. So um, personally, mm-hmm. I thought the first choice. I mean, Man of Steel was at 11 percent first choice three weeks out, and it opened at 128. I was expecting 16. We were all hoping for a number over tw- uh, a number at 20, and it came in. It came on yesterday at 23 percent first choice three weeks out. That's a fantastic number. Okay. That's a very that's yeah. I, mean, I don't know the context. Like, you know, do you know off the top of your head other movies like uh, what Age of Ultron's was? Yes, I had did? a couple of them, uh, and I I I, I did a. I'm putting you on the spot, so no, 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 don't, not, don't worry about it. That's okay. I uh, did a. I had a bunch of them, like three weeks out, like ultra, like Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Three weeks out was a sixteen percent first choice, and it did two twenty nine opening wow, weekend. Okay. Yeah. So consi- now, if it remains fresh and the reviews are positive, not mixed, and it gets good word of mouth, I think two hundred might be possible. But to be conservative, not as conservative as Deadline and Variety yesterday, like one hundred twenty, one hundred forty. Come on, if Man of Steel 
tracked at 11, okay, and did 128 opening weekend, and this is now, it's almost doubled? Mm -hmm. Come on, at least 170 to 180 to be safe. Mm -hmm. Like, if they, they have to make more than Dark Knight Rises, and mind you, that movie had a shooting that weekend in the theater, and it still managed to eke out 167. But if they do anything in the 170s, 180s, and if they top Avengers Age of Ultron, like it did at, it did like what, 190? And that was at 30% first choice three weeks out. And granted, it was branded, it had a previous movie, but I think BVS is in good shape with, you know, 22 Twenty-three percent. The awareness, total awareness, eighty-eight percent. Eighty-nine, you know, for males under twenty-four, males over twenty-five, eighty-nine. With the girls, it's doing good too. Ninety-three, eighty-seven. Those are fantastic. So, numbers. so you're calling like you know the low one seventy and the high two hundred around there. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it crosses two hundred. Okay. I mean, we're, I've been like everybody's been asking, what do you think? Because people mis have this misconception of ticket sales having something to do with tracking. Is and, and uh, we're going to be doing. I'm doing a YouTube show eventually, and in the pilot episode, we're going to be breaking down everything what tracking is excuse mm -hmm. me, where the numbers come from what's what's unaided awareness what's total awareness what's definite interest what's first choice and stuff so but the first choice I'll, that was I important. look forward to that because I don't yeah. even fucking understand it yeah. myself That's, yeah, I'm like a beginner barely scratching the surface of the intermediate but they're guys at the advanced level they're like sports agents when it comes to tracking That's sure. all they talk. They don't talk about anything else in the movie business just box office tracking handicapping what a movie's going to do opening weekend the run like people get off on that. I mean to me it's funny you know it's like okay do you make money off the box office? Right. Do you make money off these predicting these numbers? No, but hey, it's a fun hobby for If some you enjoy people. play Fantasy Movie League, a little plug for our friends over fantasy there. Fantasy Movie League, absolutely. Yeah. But that's a fantastic number. Okay. Know? Um and then uh there were reports also in Entertainment Weekly that Jenna Malone has been cut. Uh-huh. From the film, she'll be in the R-rated extended edition, but not in the theatrical release. Uh, any idea why or what happened? That's the dangers of scooping sometimes. That's why one of the reasons I got out of plot spoilers. When you, like, and it happened with, with Drew also on Avengers Age of Ultron. Like, when you per report something that's true in a screenplay or during production, it may not be true by the time the movie comes out. Mm -hmm. So Jenna Malone's, you know, I'm not going to say here, but uh, she she supposedly plays a very big character in, in the DC universe. And for some reason, it got cut out of the movie. And it's going to be on the DVD, you know. if They've done this before, but uh, not surprising. But her role probably wasn't as big enough to be, or probably would have felt out of place in the larger context of the story, you know. Can you remember the last time, like, a star was cut out of a movie like this? Are there any examples that stand out? In, in, in a big star that like was cut, cut, cut out of a comic time, book movie? Out of a comic book movie. It I mean, anybody in the chat room giving us any ideas? Uh, I'm not even... I'm not <laughs> looking. Uh, you're not looking. I can't... Off sorry. The top of, sorry, guys. Off the top of my head, I, could, I can't remember. Um, but I'm sure... Yeah. I'm sure there have been actors that major actors have been cut out of like movies and right. like, yeah. I I just can't think off the top of my head right fair now. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, and then this week there was also this news that uh, that David Ayer yeah. and Max Landis were collaborating on this project, Bright, which I understand is this kind of crazy movie involving orc cops. It's a cop thriller, but there's a cop who's an orc and there are fairies involved, um, and so. Will Smith and Joel Edgerton are going to star in this movie. And uh, what we're hearing is that Ayer and Smith want to slip it in before they have to return for a Suicide Squad sequel. Right. Now, Justin and I put this little nugget in yes, thank at the you. bottom of our stories. Um, it was a good nugget. Which I thought was kind of like inevitable. I didn't even realize that nothing official had been announced. I guess that's true. That was a big scoop. But like, yeah. Was it just? I mean, it was like it's obvious. The, the movie. Re, I the mean, when we posted it, we did gangbusters on just that little bit. Suicide Squad has. I mean, you can see it in the traffic and like the way that 
it's the social media you know for it. Like there's definitely an excitement. I think it's going to be open bigger than Batman vs Superman. I can see it opening uh, even bigger. I'm, I'm going to keep now that I know what for, the first choice numbers are for uh, for Batman vs Superman. Is, I'm going to be paying close attention. I'll, in sometime in July or on the Comic Con time, I know what the first choice. Hey, probably, you're probably right because if this does well, it only mean right. It's only going to make suicides. It's only going to help suicides because yeah, Batman's in the movie too. I mean, so it's no secret. I, th- I think a sequel was inevitable, but yeah, people weren't didn't I guess didn't know if Air was going to come back. It sounds like they want to keep. The team together. I suspect whoever something. survives this movie. Yeah, I suspect there's something because David Ayer tweeted a picture of Max Landis in his office, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, they're working out, they're hanging out, they're bros, they've got to be working on something. And lo and behold, there you go. And they it's were like you know, Ma- Max has been tweeting about it fairly liberally uh, about possibly working with Ayer, and it was just something I didn't even think to, you know, investigate, so to speak. Um, it sounds like Justin had it for a long time and was real pissed that he got he had screwed. a lot of things for a long time. Just, you know, yeah, so that's like, the yeah. nature of the business. Yeah, man. But that's um, a good one, though. So, yeah, Suicide Squad 2, I think uh, it is an inevitability. Mm-hmm. Um, if they shoot it in 2017, probably ready 2018? Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. What's going on with Bright, though? Did it, any pickups, or is it still, it's still, hidden, it's still on the market? That's a good question. And you know what's weird about Bright is that they got a California state tax credit uh, you know, fr- from Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers got it approved. So, how, like, you know, what happened there? Did they think that they were getting the movie, and so they applied, and then something that's fell weird. Yeah, I mean, that's a good package. David Ayer, Will Smith, come on, you know. Yeah, um, I, I actually wonder if that state tax credit thing. I wonder if it's messed up a deal. Who hmm. knows? Um, but that's sort of what's going on over in the DC universe, right? There's nothing. Uh, DC Universe is popping the DC Universe. Um, I hear they're looking at ladies for a certain movie. Justice League? No. Uh, certain DC movie? Yeah. Wonder Woman? Nope. Hold on. Let me see what else is on the schedule. Uh, okay. Justice League, Suicide Squad, Wonder- The Flash, Cyborg? I don't know. The Flash. The Flash already? I think so, guys. You're going to start to see that news come out, I would imagine, before the summer. Oh, of course, but... Like, get, bef- I don't know, before... So Seth has already submitted a draft? I, I don't know any of that, Seth. I just know yeah. they're starting to look at girls for The Flash. Hmm, well, I got... But, DC like, it does, you know, it's early. Like, you know, yeah, it could be another month, maybe Memorial Day? I don't know. That's interesting. Like, that's yeah. two. That's only two and a half months away. All right, so it's something to be... They got at least... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, mean, I don't think did it's they like, cast all the roles on Justice League? I don't think it's coming this week. Okay. Put did, it that way. Did they cast all the roles on Justice League? I mean, I know it's... I doubt it. It's deep in prep in, in London and stuff. I mean, they start two weeks. They yeah, start. no, I, I haven't heard any casting right, rumors yeah. for that necessarily. Um, Let me see what else. Um, did you watch the Ghostbusters trailer this week? Um, That's a controversial subject, actually. Um, how, how so? I think I think is the movie has unfair... Criticism and there's a lot. It's of, crazy. I checked the fucking the YouTube misogyny. the other day. At the time I checked it, there were thirteen thousand like likes and fifteen thousand. When downloads. I checked last, it was at fifty-four thousand thumbs down only versus thirty thumbs up. That's crazy. Like I pass on the movie. That's just the fucking haters. Now we used to cover the movie, but it, you know, like I, if stuff doesn't draw eyeballs or clicks or traffic, I just don't cover it on the site. And Ghostbusters wasn't doing anything for us that I outright don't care. Right. You know, we don't cover it at all on the site. And mind you, it's, it's a error, but it's like I think they're in trouble, man. They have they have that's a lot of that's bad buzz when the director has to come out and call it pure misogyny, which I think it is. You know, but I just think it was an unnecessary. I'm not on the the bandwagon. I think it was an unnecessary remake, quite frankly. You know. Well, 
it, it definitely looks familiar. Like, yeah. I like the trailer, and, and Sony threw this event on the lot. And yeah, I, I saw it that. Was, thought it was done well, other than the fact that there was no embed trailer available the night before. Ooh. Um, it's like, come on. I don't know, man. That so, that, that movie seems like it's in, prob- it's so, in trouble. So... You know the trailer then debut they the trailer then debuts yeah and everyone's saying it looks like pixels oh, and it's man. like I didn't think that when I was watching it but I guess on reflection it kind of does look familiar and I think that just so much time has passed uh, thirty well, years yeah yeah uh, well even since Ghostbusters two that we've seen enough of this stuff it's like it's familiar whether it's Men in Black or R I P D or one of a million other yeah things like this so. I don't but know. It, it might have, because of the misogyny, it might have massive support with females, and they might turn, I mean, fe- females do go to the movies more than young guys, so it might, it might, they might save the movie and turn it into a smash hit. Yeah. Well, I it mean, might galvanize them, you never know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, Ghostbusters, but I mean, I don't know, tr- tricky one. I, I was, I was really surprised by the reaction, though, yesterday to, yeah. to some of this stuff. Like, I felt bad, man. I was like, Wow. Yeah. And the fans that they had at the event were super passionate. It was of like, of course, yeah, like it was, it was it's moving. like religion to them. These people, well, these people, it's it's you like were there at they, the event. Yeah, yeah, oh. they, they they make appearances at children's hospitals and they like do public service in costume. Oh my god! I mean, I, it's like I I get it. It seems ridiculous from the outside, but it's act. There's I don't know. There's a sweetness to it. Yeah, there is. I mean, there's like two, three bloggers that are like in you the don't see like. Twilight fans like appearing as Jacob and uh, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> no, they just happened to camp out a week before at Whole Age and Comic Con. Yeah. So, all right, what else is going on here? Are you excited for this movie Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage? That's another one we outright passed on the site. No, it does. I feel like it does good numbers. I've been shocked. Not with me. No, no. The, 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 our readers don't like it I've at all. Surprised so. at how there seems to be an actual. Ex- I tweet. Okay, I tweeted the. Hold on. I tweeted the release date. Uh huh. And. So when is the release date? It's like in January 2017, maybe? Oh, it's dead. Oh. Um, so I, I tweeted know. that. I got 200 retweets. Uh, who was excited for this movie? I mean, again, it's not generating anything with readers, with us at least. I'm sure it generates social media, but uh, I just think it's a little. It's too little, too late, quite frankly. You know, he waited, what, a decade to do a sequel? You know, he doesn't. Look too good in the raw. I mean, he's all topless and stuff. And like, bro, put your shirt back on. Do me a favor. But, well, I just feel like Vin never really has much luck when he goes out on his own. Yeah, but they waited too long for this. And James Bond is back, and uh, he's doing well. So it feels like a cheap rip up. But you know, Born and Mission Impossible, and it's like how the last one wasn't that successful either. I don't. I see this one opening less, especially if it comes out in January. I mean, it's probably going to do less than the last Witch Hunter numbers. Yeah, yeah, that and that was like a huge swing and a miss. Sorry, okay. gang. Um, so we also had a firefighter movie. Okay. Okay, called No Exit that cast Josh Brolin uh-huh. and Miles Teller from the producers of Sicario, okay. Black Label. Uh, you know, we haven't had a good fire movie or since firefighter Backdraft. movie since Backdraft. Yeah. Backdraft remains the gold standard. Yes. This is a movie with early 90s effects, most of which are practical, not yes, CGI. Amazing. Uh, yeah, it was terrific. Like, there's no beating Backdraft. So, like, I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to this because no one even tries it. Fire is apparently really tricky to shoot with because it's unpredictable. Right. 
I mean, what's, what's isn't there a popular TV show, Chicago Fire? <laughs> yeah, no, Chicago Fire there is popular. Go. So when you already when audiences are used to seeing that on their televisions, they got to step up their game. Then it's not mostly about the spectacle. What I love, sure, like I remember in Backdraft, Kurt Russell was the man in that movie, and then uh, the the kid Baldwin brother and Scott Glenn and Robert De Niro. I mean, so. The characters more than the fires made that movie interesting. Sure, the, the, the effects were crazy in the way they shot it, the way Ron Howard executed. But you know, we're due for a firefighter movie. And I could see, I could see Josh Brolin as that craggy old captain, you know, who's been in, who's been in the firehouse. Like a lot of guys that I know are firefighters. Uh, what am I? Yeah, a lot of guys that grew it's up with firefighters. It's a fascinating profession. Yeah. So um, it, it's going to be. I mean, this I, I would, I'm interested in this seeing. This is a play movie where like Captain. 20 firefighters um, and 19 of the 20 die. I wonder if it's going to be like Whoa. the survivor, like recounting the events. Um, wow. Um, I'll be curious to see what the structure of that is. Uh, so that project sounds cool. What else is happening in Hollywood this week? Um, Eli Roth pulled out a Meg. That shark movie that uh, that Nick Nunziata was doing uh, once, at one point, right? Oh, 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 he was attached to that, a lot. wasn't he? He was. That's like the. I mean, those are the. That's the early days of the net, like around two thousand. Yeah, 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 this movie's been in development forever. Yeah, Meg's like a super shark movie. I yeah. think it's over at Warner Brothers now. We were going to get Eli Roth directing, mm-hmm. but like so many studio Eli Roth movies, like Harker, he was supposed to do that vampire project. Okay, uh, it has fallen apart apparently. What so hap- John Turtletop is doing it now. Okay. And now, like, I don't know. I feel like for this movie to stand out in this marketplace, it definitely needs a director with a voice and a vision and a fan base. And John Turtletop is not that guy. Are they going to make the movie, or is it just endless cycles? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you're right. It's been in development for so long. Long, I, I, I would time. look foolish to say, oh yeah, they're they're serious about making it. I but, mean, um, I remember these. That's movie from the Netscape days. The Netscape days when that direct, when the writer of the book was promoting that, the, you know, Guillermo and then Nick Nunziata, all these people got involved in the development of that movie. So it's like I, it's one, it's one of those projects I call an ATM screenwriter, screenwriter ATM. When screenwriter needs a job or needs money, he goes rewrites a movie that like about two dozen other writers have rewritten as well. So we'll see. I, I mean, it seems like it was a fascinating book back in the day, but you know, Jaws movie that just happens to be bigger mm. than Jaws. So yeah, they could execute that in special. But as long as the shark doesn't look CGI-ish, then they should be fine. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're right. Sharknado probably took the air out of that too a bit. You know, we'll I'm, see. I'm looking forward to this movie with Blake Lively that comes out this summer called The Shallows or the in, Shallows. in the Shallows or something like that. Okay, what's that uh, which one about? Is like, you know, it's uh, it's basically a woman versus a shark movie, and the, and the shark has her like pinned, like the shark standing between her, swimming between her and the beach, and she's okay. like stuck out on like a buoy. Nice. And it's just like fucking with her. I think that that sounds really. That cool. sounds so. It sounds like a contained little thriller in the ocean around a buoy with a shark in her. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, as long as she's in the bikini, but, that's but it's cool. like yeah. As long as Steven Spielberg will not allow Johns to be remade, I think mean, people like shark shit. Like Sharknado did huge numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're looking for that next great shark movie. You know what's been a long time. interesting? You bring up Spielberg. The Blacklist had two scripts. In 2014, the year a year ago, about the making of Jaws, and they were both fascinating reads. I like. I think it's you yep. know. I think it's around time. About time we could 
you know, behind the scenes look at that movie of like, but like told in a fictional context. Like those scripts were great. And then this year we got two, Godfather, right? two Godfather scripts. But I think there's even more. There may be even three or four. Um, but two made it. Yeah, the the two best oh, ones made it on the yeah. blacklist. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, but I want to especially. I just with, yeah. I think it's impossible. Like, how do you make a making of Jaws movie and get Spielberg's blessing and all that? I, I mean, so the rumor is like one of them pissed him off so badly he took the, the iPad he was reading it on and threw it against the wall. Yeah, like who? It pissed. Who him would off. play Steven Spielberg and basically assassinate your career? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> like much. Like if you yeah. fuck that up, that's a mafia don for you right there. Yeah, there were a couple of uh, of other things I wanted to discuss this week. So um, we're going to talk about diversity for a little bit off okay. the THR story about uh, cat, you know, develop diversity casting as far as development titles go. Mm-hmm. We'll start with my scoop. Go ahead. On Diego Luna joining the Flatliners movie at Sony. He's in uh, okay. final negotiations to join Ellen Page in that film. And so the way that it was described to me, not only is it going to be like three women and two guys, the five some instead of I think it was four guys and one woman, you know, originally. Now it's three women, two guys, but it's okay. going to be, you know, inclusive in terms of uh, race. Okay. Diego Luna, you know, there was no Latin guy. In the original, it was four white dudes and Julia Roberts, right? Yeah. Um, so THR wrote this story uh, about a couple of things. You know, Disney picked up a, a movie called Doctor Q this week um, okay. that Brad Pitt's producing about like this me- Mexican doctor who sneaks across the border and then you know becomes a, a successful surgeon. Right. I saw that. Yeah. Um, you know. All uh, uh, oh, right. Sarah Sh- uh, Shahi got cast as Nancy Drew. Uh-huh, on CBS, nice. She's so um, hot too. You know, there, there's, a, there's a few things in here. Hidden figures that, yeah, right? Fox 2000 and Churning are gearing up. That's with Octavia Spencer and Taraji Henson. There was another um, one I think I read about J.J. Uh, Abrams putting out. A right, film. exactly. That that was part of this sort of package that THR rolled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so J.J. and his company Bad Robot are, have, are telling their agency CAA. Mm-hmm. Only, you know, there needs to be a certain number of scripts or actors or whatever that you're sending us Uh that, you know... Reflect. That reflect the, the, you know, the real world that we live in. Correct. No, I know a lot of writers of color, black and Latin writers, that they they could execute and and some... I mean, I know a two-time, two-time blacklist... uh, Guy who's been on the blacklist not once but twice, and he's a Latin guy, and and he... I mean... I think the spec boom of the 80s and 90s are gone. Remember mm-hmm. those six-figure paydays? I mean, six-figure payday or assignment writing. A lot of writers, like a lot of writers of color, struggle. struggle with, I mean, like when you don't, when you see a spec deal these days, like in Deadline, and you don't hear the numbers, you know what that is? It's five thousand against like fifteen, and maybe if they make the movie, they'll give them like a six-figure payday. Mm-hmm. Those, I mean, it's a lot of a lot of four or five-figure deals that don't get. I mean, they get reported, but they don't get reported financially. You know, so it's, it's gotten tougher out there. But I think it's good. Um, a lot of a lot of writers of color, I feel a lot. I like the smaller, the mid-level agencies and stuff. They don't have the push. They don't get the push that they would right. at a bigger agency. But it's it's a tough situation for the bigger agencies because the bigger agencies are in the business of servicing the bigger clients, not necessarily uh, filling up the quotas for diversity. But maybe now they will. Maybe I mean I don't uh, know. We're starting to see a lot of change. Yeah. We saw uh, Michael B. Jordan is doing a Thomas Crown yes. remake. Love that movie. Or not? I love the just, remake. Justin threw some cold water on that on last week's show. Uh, that but he's not doing it. 
just so like you know i don't know if it'll end up happening obviously there's no uh, script there's no producer there's no nothing oh so there's, uh, yeah. it's just like an idea at this point but you know that's a traditionally white role right uh idris elba gonna play roland in the dark tower that's okay. a traditionally white role or just maybe that's how people um, you know imagine it as they're reading in their heads i don't know like i don't think that race is an integral part of that character mm-hmm. Idris Elba also you know replaced Charlie Hunnam in the mountains between us mm-hmm. THR pointed out Lin-Manuel Miranda joined the yeah, cast of uh, Mary Poppins Puerto Rican Dominican kid yeah so you know uh, all right and, and Lupita uh, Nyong'o in uh, Intelligent Life that Colin Trevorrow right. project over at DreamWorks not necessarily written right. for a black actress uh, so I think that the industry is yeah. doing its best to change you're seeing baby steps that's it's better than nothing Absolutely. I mean, I, I agree. Um, I do think you obviously know what, something had to happen though. What I do, what shocked, what surprises me, like I put up uh, when they announced the release. I mean, it's old, but they would put up the release date for Birth of a Nation. It did exceptionally well on the site. It did better than any. Like if I combine Ghostbusters and Triple X too, it drew eyeballs and clicks. So there's a there's a there's a hunger for these stories. But that movie might might do well about a year from now. Like, yeah, I know. You know, it I, might be. I, it might be getting that Oscar talk. I used to be skeptical of whether Fox Searchlight would make that investment back on Birth of a Nation, paying out seventeen. It did well 5. on the superhero site. Um, yeah, I, I think that there is a, a real excitement. You know, j- again, judging by even the retweets from when I announced the release date, oh, right? Uh, there's definitely something there. I mean, I don't, I haven't seen it, but I'm told beat for beat, it's the Black Braveheart. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll see. Um, yeah, there's like some industry news this week. Hulu picked up its first festival film, this movie Joshi, that I saw at Sundance. Really? It's got like a bunch of, you know, it was okay. The digital players come out with, you know, they could, those minimum guarantees are better than what the... the yeah, they're going to team with Lionsgate on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, obviously that's a big deal. That's Hulu. a huge deal, yeah. Uh, yeah, Joshi has a really shocking opening okay. that I won't spoil for anybody um, and there's some decent stuff in there, but you know, it's it's, it's a small film, uh, a smart purchase though for Hulu. It's definitely one of the bigger titles that were still available, uh, still on the board from Sundance. Miramax sold to a company I never heard of. Yeah, me too. Like, what's that Media Group. Uh, again, this is not the shit that our listeners probably care about, but right. you know, it's the sale of Mir- Miramax is a big deal. People yeah. have been talking about it. Definitely, the announcement came out of nowhere. I know, right? I don't have a dollar figure, but that's a valuable library. I wonder if this new owner... It's the same way, like... um, I think it was, like... I think that they're Italian, like Lady Monica Bacardi, or like (laughs) Ambi Group. They bought exclusive media. Uh Okay, so they got remake rights and, you know, rights to, like, these movies like Donnie Darko and Memento. Remember, they're they're making that Memento remake, Uh uh, which is you know one of the which is one of the worst ideas I've ever heard is remaking (laughs) Memento. Um, So who knows what could happen now that this new company has control of Miramax titles like Pulp Fiction, like Clerks, like. What if you start seeing those movies remade? I'll God start to feel us. very old. God help us. I'll start to feel very old to remake um, those. Uh, power producer Mary Parent. This, I mean, you know, some she's a name in the geek world, I think. She's I was, produced yeah. Pacific Rim, uh, Godzilla. Her name's on some big projects because, you know, she get, kind of gets called in when some of them are in trouble. She, she kind of saved the Revenant. Yeah. Uh, so she was kind of riding that wave. I, mean, I keep saying kind of. A lot of respect for Miss Mary. Um, but yeah, she's going to go over to, to Legendary, leaving shocked, her production yeah. company that was at Paramount. Could that have any repercussions for things over at Legendary? 
Uh, I think so. She's got she's got good taste. I remember during my entourage days, uh, my buddy sold a pitch to her in the room when she ran Paramount, and Donna was in the room as well. And Mar- Mary has a good Mary. It's no joke. You know, she's also very attractive executive too. <laughs> but uh, no, she's she's a beautiful woman. I, you know, but she's also whips that there. She's very whip smart too. But I remember um, making good decisions. I mean. Legendary just sold for like billions, you know, three point five billion to a Chinese <laughs> yeah. company. Yeah. It'll just be it's it's a whole new kind. Of, Thomas Tull is still there, obviously it's yeah. his company, but it's a whole new regime over there. Yeah, because he's got fanboy taste, and, and, and that, she's got high. And Legendary taste. has a brand for a company that's fairly young. Yeah, um, but the but, monster movies and stuff. Well, it's it's more. It's it's more uh, the Hangover and the Dark Knight trilogy, like Legendary's on all those things. Now Atlas has kind of replaced them to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they're producing um, Suicide Squad and that kind of stuff. Yeah, Robin. But uh, yeah, Legendary is definitely an interesting company to watch. Definitely and interesting. They've got mix. Warcraft coming out this summer, mm-hmm. and then they have another movie, Spectral. Who knows what that could do? Uh, what else were they working that, that's, on? Legendary was working on something else in the fanboy. I mean, like I said, he's got fanboy taste and she's got highbrow taste. Right. So it'll I'm be gonna, an interesting an combination. In, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, Ascendant got a new director. I don't pay any attention to this franchise. I don't pay attention to any this of the franchise YA is stuff beneath either. me. It's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sorry, yeah. Divergent fans. Uh, I'm out. I'm not involved in this. We don't cover that on the side. No, no young adult stuff. And, and they so they lost Robert Schweitzer. When we've heard some, you know, that this movie was like in trouble or not in trouble because it's like a sequel mm-hmm. and a sure thing, but. Uh, you know, it, it lost Robert Schwenke, the director who pulled out. He he yeah. had enough. <laughs> Um, and they got Lee Toland Krieger. I think I don't know what his last movie was necessarily, but he did Celeste and Jesse, mm-hmm. which I liked. Okay. Um, again, it's a it's a real shrug. I don't know if our uh, listeners care. Probably not. I was more interested in the uh, Boston Marathon bombing movies that got. How many of them being developed? I think there's like three in development, but two seem to be moving ahead full steam. Okay. Uh, the first one to get a date. Is Mark Wahlberg's, Mark Wahlberg's Patriots work. Day? That's going to come oh, out at the at the God. end of the year in December. Okay. Uh, so, and, and that's like a broad scope thing. So that he's like a Boston cop. J.K. Simmons is a Watertown cop. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that accent. Yeah. <laughs> Get me a role in this fucking movie, Mark. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring out the accent. Um, and uh, you know, it's about you know the investigation, the manhunt. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be a much. Uh, I can't wait for that movie. And then Jake Gyllenhaal is doing Stronger, in which he plays, uh, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it correctly, it's Jeff Bowman, I want to say, who lost his legs at the finish line. And then it's like about his relationship with his fiancée, Tatiana Maslany. Now, that's a much smaller, more intimate story about one person. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a very different approach. Both are being distributed by Lionsgate, which... Is really weird to me. Yeah, Jake's weird. movie is in production now, right? But I don't think it's coming out until next year. Okay. Uh, and Marx is starting next month and coming out at the end of the year. So, um, like, the, obviously, I'm from Boston. That that event meant a lot to me. I remember staying up all night Jesus. as these fucking maniacs like ran through the suburbs of Boston. Yeah. I had to call my brothers and tell them to like lock their doors. Oh my god. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm. I'm it's like it sounds fucked up to say, but I'm looking forward to those movies. I There's would imagine, something, yeah. and and obviously people lost their lives. Um, 
not quite on the scale of 9 11. No. But, you know, like that's, a, that's an experience watching United 93. Um, I, 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 I wish that Boston, the Boston Marathon bombing was getting that treatment. We'll see what approach Peter Berg's taking. Because I love Lone Survivor. People have this idea of Peter Berg in their head, but. Mm-hmm. No, he's dope. Though. I mean, I love Little Survivor too. He's a great director and stuff. I mean, I would, I would have loved to have seen his cocaine cowboys, uh, he, he, uh, yeah. stuff take off. I mean, it never makes sense to me why I never got off the ground. But uh, no, I'm, I'm interested to see. I mean, Mark Wahlberg playing, you know, not playing type, set in Boston over a very painful period. That, that, and it, if it's December, it sounds like you know. Did you see that documentary, by the way, Cocaine Cowboys? I saw it, you know what, two weeks ago I revisited it with my boy because I didn't know they remastered it. Like they, oh, really? They did, a, they, did a, a, they did an updated version three years ago and mm-hmm. I never saw that. They, it's, it's called Cocaine Cowboys Remastered. It's on one of those streaming platforms. I think Amazon mm-hmm. or Hulu. So I saw it again. I just, like two weeks ago, literally, yeah, before the week before the hours. I saw it again. It's like two and a half hours. It's brilliant. You know, and yeah. now they're making. Who's the guy? John Roberts is that his name? John, yeah, he passed away. Yeah, like he did. Okay, a, he that's did who Wahlberg was going to pass. Yeah, play, was, and then was a J Lo uh, for for like the, the Col- drug uh, for Griselda Blanco. Yeah. Uh, in that Griselda movie. Blanco. No, no, you know what? That's actually shooting in Puerto Rico right now. But that's what Catherine Zeta. Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta. Okay. The Godmother is that what it's called? The Godmother. She's playing. Uh, Griselda Blanco was an indigenous-looking woman. She you could she steps. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> she looks one step removed from the rainforest. And Catherine Zeta Jones doesn't look like she's one step removed from the rainforest. No. That's I gonna gen- that. now that's gonna generate controversy when that when that trailer comes out because that's wow. There was not. She doesn't look. And even when. Griselda Blanco was in her prime as a young lady. She did not look anything like her. But, you know? Again, it's like, well, to me, it's like, well, what does it matter what she looks like? You know, it's whether she's you kind of kind of look like the, the characters, yeah. But, but we'll see. And and this week there was this ridiculous controversy. I thought about Zoe Saldana and Nina Simone. Oh my god! Yeah, well, that shit turned ugly. Okay, yes, it did. I almost got involved Hop and I in. talked about it with a friend. Okay, let me tell you something. All right, I'm Dominican, just like Zoe Saldana is. Nobody said shit when Jeffrey Wright, who's black, played Dominican. Nobody made a controversy. I and my friend says, and I agree with him. I got no problem with Zoe playing green. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with Zoe playing blue. Okay, and I got no problem with her playing black. She's a light. She's she's dark, a darker skinned Dominican, mm-hmm. but lighter. She's like a light skinned Dominican girl. <laughs> okay, they. She, I mean, she she could play blue. Like she, like she did in uh, in Avatar. Avatar. She could play green, like she did in for a Marvel movie. She could play black, and with the percent, I think that's blown out of proportion. It's crazy. It's way blown out of proportion, and bothers me because I wanted to get involved in that. Beef. When Jeffrey Bright played Dominican, most ignorantly, by the way, that's where El Mayimbe comes from because he said it incorrectly in the movie, and it's like it's El Mayimbe asshole. You know, was, nobody made a beef. Sure, we did, but not at the scale that they're making a beef now over her mm-hmm. playing Nina Simone. Get off her dick, man. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Get off her dick, folks. Yeah, absolutely. I know, right? There is no sense. It pisses um, me off, but I'm 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 pro Zoe. You know, pro Zoe. Let her, let her do her job. I mean, again, the, the, you get they get a fantastic actress to play Nina Simone, yeah. and and they still can't win uh, because she's not she's quote unquote dark. black she's not enough. Dark enough? Um, Come on, that, that was pretty ridiculous this it is. week. It is. Um, and I can't believe Robert Johnson even like you know responded. It comes out next month. I think. I, I, yeah. I, th- I think again that's one where it's like oh let's fan the flames of this controversy and maybe more people will see it. Right. Uh, did you see anything? You see any good movies lately? What I see lately, 
that I like. You know what I'm interested in seeing? Because it's got like a little entourage. On t- Did you see Knights, uh, the Malik movie, the new one? No, and I'm not going to. All right. What else? What did Night of Cups. Wait, why do you want to see it? Because there's like it's like about Hollywood. Yeah, it's got agents in it and stuff. You know, some people. Hey, go check. I'm like, go check you out in Knights of Cups. What? You know, so it's like, and then I see that there's a lot of real life executives oh, and agents I and producers see, see. that make cameos in this movie. It's like, uh, maybe I should go then. Yeah. You know, it's just like I hear I it's just like a total fucking jerk off. It's um, just a it's just a, a two and a half hour wank. That's, I, hey, and then I'll wait for it. I'm, I'll definitely check it, but I'm not going to go to theaters. What did I see recently? I have caught up. I've caught up. Like, I finally got around to. See, I haven't seen Spotlight yet. I haven't seen The Revenant yet. Get on that shit, bro. Yeah, I saw Creed recently. Um, I, I'm more into docs lately. That's why we visited Cocaine Cowboys. Are again. you watching the OJ show? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. Yes, I am. That's. that's yeah. The, look, let me tell you. The last episode. Just give With the N word, right? Yeah, and please just give Courtney B. Vance the Emmy already. He's got that on lock. He's mesmerizing as Johnny Cochran. I okay? agree. Joe Robert Cole, <laughs> who's writing Black Panther, by the way, wrote that episode. John mm-hmm. Singleton directed the shit out of it. That mm-hmm. has Emmy all over, written all over it. But that, but I love how I mean. It's it's riveting television the way Cochran incredible he's he 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 he, he side uh, and then you see Robert Shapiro getting cock blocked and the intricacies of that it, and the I mean the way they handle race it's not it's not overt but it, it it's it's subtle and, and the exec, the execution that's the best episode of the season it just gets better and better and better it's like it's addictive that opening scene with him and his girls oh my like, god guys if you're not watching the OJ show that is reassess riveting, your whole fucking life riveting television <laughs> like i i watch it in the morning like the day after doing cardio doing go through all the commercials and mm. stuff get getting in and out but <laughs> johnny there's no way there's no way I, I, I don't see Courtney B. Vance getting an Emmy, at least an Emmy nomination out of his portrayal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Have you? Did you get to a, a London Has Fallen screening this week? No. I, I, that was one that I wanted to see. It, like a lot of my genre friends, let's go see London Has Fallen. Uh, but in the old media, and then there was I checked the traffic. I, I was in the mood to sit. I was being lazy that day. I haven't checked it. Did you? I did. I went. And? I, you know, I had a couple of options that night, including a Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, oh, which I heard was okay. I would have picked the London Has Fallen. Uh, yeah, I went with London Has Fallen. And... Uh, it was exactly what I was expecting. I mean, I didn't so bad it's good. Exactly, I didn't think it was as good as Olympus Has Fallen. Mm. Um, just like you know, the premise of that was brilliant, even though right. you know, multiple people had the same idea at the same time. Um, but yeah, London Has Fallen delivered as far as the action goes. There was a pretty, there's some pretty cool sequences. I think he, like, uh, Gerard Butler, would make a good cable. In the Deadpool sequel, he, he's one of my guys, you know. So it's like, a, hey, he's, I mean, it depends on. We don't know what the age range is yet, or how they're looking for for cable. But I think he'd make a good cable. What do you guys think? Think he'd make a good cable? Ooh, question posed to the audience: yeah. Would Gerard Butler make a good cable? I think so. I, I mean, I love him as Leonidas, and if you could get back into that kind of shape, or Mel Gibson even as uh, as Cable, uh, Mel Gibson. I mean, they, <laughs> Gerard Butler or Mel Gibson as Cable. <laughs> I know you'd be tracking that one soon. You know. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, okay, so I mean, anything else that you've been watching or not? I just been watching television. I watch. I watch. Oh, Billions is good. Mm-hmm. Love Billions. Billions, American Crime Story. I'm catching up on Ray Donovan, uh, and I got to catch up on Game of Thrones. And you know what's back as of last night? What 
House of Cards. Uh, I believe it. I haven't seen the first couple of seasons. That's you've I'm never like to, seen House of no, Cards. No, I haven't. I know, man. It's it's oh all political God, intrigue. Buddy. I got to get back. But so I'm excited good. for De- uh, Daredevil. Daredevil in two weeks. Two, I can't Daredevil wait. I'm weeks. jealous of the people who have already yeah, seen it. I know. It's like they're giving out the screen. I around. haven't asked Netflix for it, but. Because <laughs> I just expect things. <laughs> so it it comes out in two weeks, and it's gonna hold us down until the week. You know, so we're gonna binge watch it because then BVS comes out the uh, the the week after, which right. I think is interesting. But uh, no, BVS is having its premiere at Radio City Music Hall oh, in New York City. I, wish I was in New York. It's on a Sunday, and then they're doing their fan screening. And the rumor is the all media screenings on Tuesday, so fans get to see the movie before we do. Hmm. That's inter- That's a rumor. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I saw this movie last night, uh, The Brothers Grimsby. Nah, I didn't see that one. <laughs> and? Um, it was okay, actually, on the whole. It was okay. much better than The Dictator. wasn't as good as Borat. It's probably even with Bruno. Yeah, his, his I mean, Ali G thing kind of fell short at the Oscars, too. Listen, I think he needs a new shtick. I think uh, he's better. I just don't... I don't think he's a real lead in, in movies anymore. I, I, I like him as himself. The biggest miss opportunity of his career when he he could have played Freddie Mercury for Ridley Scott. That would have been that it's script like, was awesome. And he too. doesn't have. I don't know if he. It's just he doesn't he have the like balls him. for it. I don't know. That's what I, I was like, dude. This script is brilliant. He's got this director. What's the problem? Years ago, you know, right. and then he passes. I'm like, oh. and then if the, the, I don't know if it was that you know he couldn't have made the movie that he wanted to make because the band wouldn't let him do mm-hmm. the warts and all treatment, or right. if he was like actually nervous, you know, maybe like oh, I'm gonna embarrass myself. I'm not up to the task. I think it's a combination of all those things. Um, yeah, maybe some anxiety. But anyway, so last night this movie, The Brothers Grimsby, it was okay. Uh, the humor is is fucking out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's literally a scene set inside an elephant's vagina. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, but there's you know there's this really crude HIV joke at the end. Ooh. A lot of people have been talking about it with uh, where Donald Trump oh. contracts AIDS from uh, Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> and it was just like it was just tasteless. And I and I uh, I think I'm going to be writing about it today. And it was just shocking to see how many people were laughing at that stuff. Like, listen, I don't like Donald Trump. I think he, he has some disgusting views. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. It's about time like, he just... I saw the GOP debate last night for shits and giggles. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's like I still don't wish uh, AIDS upon him or anyone. Nobody, yeah. And no. um, it's just like this really fucked up dark joke in a movie... It just f- it feels out of place, even though AIDS is like an, an integral subplot in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, it just it rubbed me the wrong way, and it was really disheartening to see how many people were laughing at it last night, just because it fulfills some sort of like fucked up revenge fantasy of theirs. So I don't know, man, but it's getting scary with Trump. That's for I sure. I mean that that is true. Um, I don't know. I, I just I can't take that seriously. I, I guess I should start taking it seriously since he's looking like he'll be the nominee. But it's going to be interesting for it, sure. It's just such a know? fucking circus. I just I mean, can't. Yeah, last night was about Cruz. The thing on Cruz's mouth. He had a uh, something creeped up on his mouth that trended on Twitter, and then Trump talking about his penis. It's gotten yeah. there. Somebody, I think, deadline tweeted. All that's missing now is a fist fight, and it's true. That's all that's missing from this GOP contest. It really has become like a, this dick measuring contest. Yeah, literally. Uh, literally. On television yesterday. Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, they went, he went there. That's the government for you, folks, and politicians. Um, that's why I prefer to, to 
Imagine, just like the movies are real. Yeah. <laughs> I live in this, you know, Hollywood bubble. You know, it's that may be a better alternative. It's, uh, you know, at some point. Um, anyways, movies, that's why we watch them, to escape just the fucking shit show that is real life. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, hence, especially the superhero stuff. And, uh, and so we're fantasy. both looking forward to Batman vs. Superman. I'm pumped for Midnight Special, Jeff Nichols' next movie. Okay. Uh, that comes out this month. And uh, what else comes out this month? Cloverfield. 10 Cloverfield Lane. What, were you feeling that? Mm. I mean, I know a lot. I'm not going to talk about the movie before, but I know there's some the things that went down. But first of all, then JJ, they reshoot the ending, then he gets involved, then they come out to say that there's no monster. The track is kind of soft right now. Uh, but it'll probably do like. I mean, the movie was cheap to make anyway, so they'll probably make Super like, cheap. Did I mean, did you like the first film? I love the first film, yeah. But now they go on the record and say there's no monster in the movie. I was like, ooh, I don't know if that was a smart move. I mean, but it'll probably do like 10 to 15 opening. I mean, next, Monsters it comes out next week. come yeah. in many forms, you know. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So, <laughs> but, Jade, uh, it's probably like an anthology related to Cloverfield. If, if that's, I mean, we'll see. It, it seems like a universe. Yeah. Like. It seems like a unit, but it's tracking kind of soft, actually. So we'll see. But again, like they made, they they hedged their bets. They made it cheap enough. They'll probably recoup its budget and then someone opening. I mean, if it does ten to fifteen, that's still a home run because it's, it didn't cost that much. It's hard to sell a movie like this because they have to play so coy with the marketing and not give certain things away. Yeah. Um, I mean, hmm. we'll see it next week. I think maybe yeah. it'll catch on. You know, maybe there's some crazy twist ending and it becomes the next Sixth Sense. You know. I don't know, but again, the tracking's soft on that. All right, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, fuck, look at this guy. He's got his numbers ready. Um, that should do it. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about this week? Anything else going going down? Let's see. What can new? We... Anything new on Heroic Hollywood? Uh, we just relaunched the site. Uh, like I had a like I, when I launched the site. When I initially launched the site, I had no content, so I didn't have a lot of functionality because I had no content. Let's right. just get content going, and then when we have more content, we'll worry about functionality. You know, like everybody has a sidebar and a trending thing right. and a featured guy. We had none of that, so as the, I, the site grew as bigger than I practically expected. It's like, okay, I got to do something quick. So we were on Squarespace. I had multiple site crashes uh, and stuff. So I went out to a couple of guys, but there was one guy who chased me for months, and then we relaunched the site. We're now on WordPress, thank God. Mm-hmm. And we have a new design. Uh, we, we have a sidebar. We have featured content. We have a trend. We're now up to speed. So the site's new and improved. New this is and 2.0. And, yeah, Mark II is what I call it. You Mark know, II, okay. You know, like Tony Stark's have his armor, and so we have... Uh, we just, we just. I mean, there's still it looks minor. Looks good. I, I, oh, you thank know. you. Yeah, no, it's been unite. I mean, like when Frosty redesigned his site, I saw the trolling that he was. That I, it kept me up at night. Oh my god, what the what are the read? I mean, it's better than what I had. Right. That's for sure. But it's been a mass hit. A bunch of other web guys have reached out to me, texted me, said, "Oh, the site looks great." It's like, and the readers love it too. So I'm happy that it that worked out. We're just working on some minor kinks, and then right. and then we'll be left to our own devices and stuff. But I'm happy with it and stuff. And the readers seem to respond. And our traffic's going. Up, uh, so and then I did that anti- anti-spoiler editorial because now spoilers have become troll culture. So a lot of our reader, you know, a lot of readers have been coming back, giving me respect and props for going in the direction. But I'm happy with the functionality of the site. We added okay. more writers with the functionality. Uh, our social media teams. lively comment section, right? Yeah, every, every, right. everything's been. I mean, it's been. I only. 
I was expecting a lot of trolls. I only got one troll comment, and then it took a week, you know, about the design of the site. But I'm I'm happy with it so far. So I'm having I'm having it a blast with it. Continues to grow wonderfully. I'm, we're we're proud of you. We're happy for you. Oh, thank you. And World thanks support. for coming down today, man. Any fun no weekend plans? Am I going to see you tonight? Fun weekend plans. Where where tonight? Well, I'll tell you after. <laughs> uh, is that girls there? No, let me stop. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, uh, I got some like back end stuff to, that I have to work on, some articles I have to work on. Man's I'm just dedicated chill. to you guys, the fans. Yeah, just chill. Um, trying to gather some stuff for you guys on Justice League, but like, I, I, right. res- I mean, we just repaired our relationship now that we are the spoiler with DC and Warner, so mm-hmm. you know, as long as you give them a heads up, that's cool. But um, I'm not, I'm like trying to see what I could drop on Justice League that won't, uh, that. I'm not going to do anything on. I mean, yeah, breaking Mara and then the, the actors, that's fine, but until B. I won't, like, get into Justice League territory until after BBS. So that, I mean, the same, like, when Avengers Age of Ultron came out, people were already talking about We Civil appreciate War, it because, yeah, nobody wants to be spoiled. Yeah, them, yeah. Right? So it's like, it's like, okay, I can't publish that. Let's sit on that. So we're just, I'm just, I mean, we're fine. I'm excited for Daredevil, two weeks, and then. We waited three years yeah, and three Comic Cons uh, for this. It's, it's a good month to be a geek, so yeah. stay tuned to Meet the Movie Press. Where can we follow you? At El Mayimbe on Twitter and all other social media platforms at Heroic Hollywood and at HeroicHollywood.com. And I am at the Insider on Twitter. Follow my crazy ramblings on TheRap.com. Yes. Everybody have a great House of Cards weekend. Yes. And we'll be back next week. Well, Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.